0: Listening to the Marginally Geeky
1: Show, the Epically Geeky Book Club.
2: Greetings and welcome to the Marginally Geeky Show, the Epically Geeky Book Club. I'm your host for the evening, Eugene Stevens. Uh, Tonight's book we are reading is The Power by Naomi Alderman. Uh, Joining me tonight is Jennifer and uh, Mandy. How are y'all doing?
0: Great. (laughs) Good.
2: (laughs) Even better the second time around, right?
0: Well. Yes.
2: Yeah. Um we uh, sorry, we had a little technical difficulty. We're actually kind of starting over again. So, um we're going to go around again and I say again it's going to be funny. Uh we're going to go around again real quick and share some <laughs> thoughts about this book. Uh our our general thought, our general thoughts going into it. Uh Jennifer's the one that recommended this book. Um why did you recommend this one for us?
0: Um I had heard about it from a friend who read it for another book club, a feminist book club, and since it was a sci-fi book, I thought it would, you know, fit in well with this one. And I liked the premise of the story. It sounded interesting. So, yeah. Very cool. I, uh,
2: yeah. Overall, what did you think of it?
0: Um, So, I liked it. I liked, for the most part, the, you know, the story. I thought it was interesting. But I was uh, obviously a little upset with the way some of it went. Because I uh, consider myself like a social justice warrior. And hearing the the horrible things that happened to people um you know kind of triggered me a little but um you know it was an interesting take on what if this happened in the world and yeah um it's some it it made me rethink a lot of things because i well we can get into what i felt about the characters later but um but, yeah, and the only thing I wasn't crazy about, it was a little confusing the way it was uh, set up because it was like a story within a story within a story. But also the the narration wasn't uh, my favorite just because some of the voices didn't quite seem to match up every time. <laughs> so.
2: Yeah, I agree with you on the, the voices that it wasn't completely consistent. Um, it was a little confusing. Uh, the way that this is set up is um, – it's it, like a handmaid's tale and we'll reference that here in a second, like a handmaid's tale. This is actually set, uh, in the few, fu- technically it's in the future and it's a possible look at the past. Um, so when you first read the first starting of the book, you're like, okay. And then all of a sudden, like without, you know, it just abruptly changes. And now we get into the story and, uh, you thought maybe because listening to it as an audio book, it was it was a little more confusing than if we had actually read the, mm-hmm. the physical copy of it. Yeah. Um, but once well, you get
0: that. I think. Go on. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I think if you're looking at it, you can see the breaks, you know, when you flip the page, you can see when, when the introduction starts to the next section. And we didn't have that. They were just saying it. So there's no like mental. Oh, so now we're in a, a museum reading, you know about an artifact we had to figure that out after a few of those happened
2: <laughs> right
0: yeah and that's that's what
2: and actually that's what kind of triggered it for me because like i said started with the book and i'm like okay what's happening and then all of a sudden we have this story people are being attacked and i'm like oh okay and then just out of nowhere we get this <laughs> artifact found whatever and i'm just like what is yeah. going on here but then like i said after i got a little way through the book i'm like oh, okay so that's what's going on it's it's just a little just conjoining to, to, to listen to it. So uh, Mandy, what did you think of it? Uh,
1: confession didn't finish, uh, about a third of, <laughs> the, of the way through, uh, what I, what I have listened to, I've liked so far, but the, the framing device, it was like handmaid's tale. And then there's another book cloud Atlas. That's kind of six stories nested inside one another that I don't know if it gets that complicated, but, the, um, I'm looking at the framing device. So like somewhere between those two things, Um, but I like it so far and I have I've had that song, um, electric feel shock me like an electric eel had that song (laughs) in my head for a week now.
0: (laughs) I do think it was interesting. Like, I think the story would have stood well on its own, but adding that element at the beginning where it's a fictional novel written in, you know, this, you know, that just makes it an even more interesting take because then you have the additional, like, um, I don't know, this new society's values or or whatever imposed on it. And yeah, so. Um,
2: Well, we had mentioned uh, uh, the author of um, A Handmaid's Tale um, actually gave this book very high praise. This is not in any way a sequel to A Handmaid's Tale. This is a kind of a spirit spiritual successor to it in some uh in some ways whereas a handmaid's tale is literally looking at what's the worst possible situation that women could be in um what you know let's flip it and all of a sudden let's see what the worst possible thing could happen at least at the beginning of you know what if you know all of a sudden hit, you know the shit hits the fan and all of a sudden men are become you know powerless in the world so um so I guess let's go ahead and jump into it. So the framing device that we're talking about is the book is essentially set up as a fictional novel. It's, uh, we start off with a conversation between, uh, a man and a woman. They're writing back and forth to each other. This man's written this book and it's a fictional telling of what happened before this catastrophic event that happened 5,000 years ago in the past. um, And it's, you know, from what he's he's dug up all of these different art, you know, um, artifacts and found, you know, just random things. And this is what he thinks might have happened. Um, But there's no super hard evidence. It's just kind of like extracting from that. Um, And just to jump to the end of the book, it's literally uh, the woman replying, saying, well, that's it. Yeah, (laughs) that's cute. (laughs) That's, That's that's I enjoyed the book. I enjoyed your book um but you know if if you want to get any credit like if you really want people to take this seriously you might want to use a pen name you might want you use a woman's name because if you use a man's name you know they're just not going to believe you so uh, <laughs> well because which,
0: essentially in this society that they live in women are the dominant gender and men are seen as the weaker sex and and so that's kind of where it, it's listening to it it's still like weird having grown up in the world that we live in, even though I'm a feminist, it's still weird to me. And I still am like, no, that's not how it is. You know, the whole book, I was doing that, even though like, (laughs) no, I I want equality for women and I don't want women to be better than men, but like, yeah, I'm, I'm still like, so you want equality
2: not for the, not for the scale to completely flip. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, I I get you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, well that, and that is what happens in the book. So, um, at some point during the past before this, this, catastrophe happens. Um young girls in particular start getting this ability. It's it's apparently something that's in their genetics. It's a an organ, I guess it's not really a muscle, it's more of an organ. And it essentially allows them to conduct electricity. Um they can focus it, they can train with it, and uh most of them are able to use it uh offensively pretty easily. So they can walk up, they can shock people those of them who are extremely strong with it can actually arc the electricity from their hands, you know so they don't even have to physically touch something um One young girl actually figures out a way that she can um uh, manipulate it so that she can um basically uh heal people to some extent uh um by you know uh activating or suppressing yeah. yeah different different things in the body she's able to to heal people sometimes it's permanent, sometimes it's you know it's a very short thing, which is actually kind of comes into one of the things that she does later on so um i I guess let's just kind of jump in it, so some of the main characters we have we start off with Roxy, she's a young girl, um where was she at England. doesn't yeah. Uh, two men break into the house. She's not able to control her powers and they attack her mom. Um, and then we switch over to Nigeria. There's a young journalist. Oh, I'm sorry. She doesn't
0: know she has powers. Like that's the first time they kind of emerge, right?
2: That's right. Yeah. So she doesn't, she's able to shock one of them. I think one of the two guys, and then she isn't able to, 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 to get the other one, I think. And then they knock her out and she wakes up and and, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, like, and it does jump around a lot. Like, literally, it jumps over. There's a a journalist in Nigeria. His name is Tunde. Um, women are starting – young women are starting to get their powers over there as well, and he's basically documenting it. Um, in the U.S., we have Margot. She's a mayor in Wisconsin. That's all they really say. Her daughter starts developing powers as well. Um, and then we have the one that's really interesting to me. Um In the southern United States, we have a teenage girl named Allie. She runs away from her abusive abusive adoptive parents after discovering she has the powers, and um, then she takes uh, refuge in a convent. All right. All of the characters in this book I found um, believable, except for Allie's. What is up with the mother voice that she's hearing, the
1: voice I know yes. it's so That's, weird. It explained. Oh boo! No, <laughs> like, like
0: it's we presented don't... as like she's a prophet.
2: Yes, through, exactly. Like, I don't. I don't know. Is she? Is she? Is it a genuine? Is there a genuine, actual force that is talking to her, or is she just batshit crazy?
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I I kind of thought. Okay, so. Obviously, she's hearing this voice, which is teaching her things and or inspiring her to do things, which eventually leads her to become, like, a cult leader, you know? Yeah. And <laughs> I'm, like, listening to this, like, of course, we get the ability to conduct electricity and, like, defy the laws of science, and we fucking make a religious sideshow out of it somehow like there's always going to be apparently a way to twist it into whatever crazy fanatic religion that that was my takeaway was like are you kidding me like all the things we could do with this and this is how we (laughs) but and see that's the thing
2: is the way that they explain the way the way it's explained that the the women are able to generate the electricity is that it's an organ and it's very similar to how an electric eel Uh, does it in fact there's a scene in there where it, it it talks about she goes into an aquarium and like she can like kind of sense how the eels are doing it and that helps her figure out how you know to harness it for herself um
0: but it originated they think in the book because of some residue in the water from world war ii right some chemical residue that had built up over time and It actually reawakened this ability in women that they think had existed for thousands of years because, you know, they have, I don't know, stories of women who could do stuff like this intermittently. But then they think it was breeded out and then eventually we brought it back because chemicals.
2: Which, I mean, the whole, like I said, I like the way it's explained by being an organ and that it's been dormant and then you know it is you know for whatever reason especially environmental which would explain why it would be worldwide all of a sudden kind of Mm -hmm. with everyone at once um i like how that was explained to me that was very grounded like i said the (laughs) the psycho voice in her head was just completely it was so in left field like i hate to be that guy that's like i can stretch reality this far to accommodate the story you're telling Mm -hmm. But when you stretch it a little bit further, I'm like, I don't, I know. And unfortunately that's just was, I don't know.
0: I think maybe she was meant to be seen as like, this is just how she, uh, I don't, not justified, but, but how she got to where she was because she thought she heard this voice, Mm -hmm. you know, and maybe she just had really good intuition or whatever. And it presented itself as a voice, but in the end, you know, the voice leaves her and goes to what's her name uh Sarah Huckabee Sanders oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wisconsin um that's who I pictured every time they brought her story up yeah and, and you know I forgot author.
2: about the fact that yeah you're you're right the voice did leave so maybe it was an actual
0: thing. but remember at the beginning they do that weird biblical excerpt of Samuel and the king and all that so at the end of the book um, that voice is arguing with Ali and basically saying, like, I told you guys, you know, thousands of years ago that you shouldn't have a king and you didn't listen, and now you're not listening now. So I'm thinking it's the same voice, even though it was a man then. You know, it's just however they hear it, whoever right. so
2: maybe maybe it was supposed to be a demon, maybe. I mean, so, um. But in any case, so we have our characters and the way they basically progress is uh we we do get another character in here. Um let's see. Uh so okay, so well, you know what we'll we'll pick we'll pick it up as we go along, as, as it goes through here. So it starts talking about how um like in the US at first everyone's like freaked out. They're like, you know, what's going on with these girls? Is it, you know, we've got to find an answer. We've got to figure out what's going on. Um and you know, mostly it's it's uh it's reactionary. It's the same thing that would happen anytime. Okay, here's a good example. Uh thank God it hasn't blown up to this extent. Uh 3D printed um uh, guns. Everyone started freaking out about it. If, if you knew anything about it, you're like, this is not something to worry about. But everyone wants to start freaking out about it because this is a possible threat. So let's freak out about it. And the same thing <laughs> here. Oh my God, young girls can now, you know, conduct electricity and, and do stuff to include you know, if they're strong enough, like blowing up a car, um, mm-hmm. they're basically weapons now. Uh, well, so, and the young
0: girls could awaken it in the older women. In the older too. women. That's right. In- yeah. Initially it was like the 12, 13 year olds that had it. And then if they touched the woman in the hand or something, it gave them the ability. So it spread pretty quite fast.
2: Yeah. Um, so, you know, and I saw that, I saw that being very realistic. Yes. That's how we tend to react here in the U S um. <laughs> In Saudi Arabia, (laughs) and commercialization, (laughs) correct? Uh,
0: Commercialization,
2: hell yeah! But in Saudi Saudi Arabia, uh, women basically are banding together and just like kicking ass. And I mean, let's you know that that's one of the things I did like about this book. You know, there is some stuff that's a little far out there. But a lot of it, I'm like, yeah. If you suddenly, if you give a group of people, doesn't matter if it's a man, woman, child, whatever, if you give a group of people who have been oppressed for thousands of years, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden the ability to, you know, basically wage war on uneven terms, there's going to be a lot of pissed off people that are just going to like go to town. And so, reading that, I was just like, yep, I completely, I don't see, you know, that that seems completely. Rational to me, you know, as to what would actually happen if if this were to actually happen. So
0: what I took uh, exception with was I completely agree, like the women who were in the sex slave camps and, you know, who were being basically held hostage by their husbands or their fathers or whoever absolutely, you know, deserve to break out of that and protect themselves. I didn't like when they started treating the men the same way, though, because I don't if you've been in that situation, you should you know how it feels. It's not right to turn around and start raping them instead or forcing them or, or imposing the same, you know, bullshit rules. You can't go out after dark. You can't whatever. So so I didn't like that. Um, but
2: I didn't like it either. And I'm like you. It's like. You know, come on. at, you at some point. To- yeah. At some point, if you can even the scales, even the scales, don't don't flip the scales because then it's just the opposite thing. But, um, you know, unfortunately, there are a lot of people in the world that don't see it that way. It's like, you know, if you give someone the opportunity to seek justice, they're going to take it all the way to the end, you know, completely making themselves the bad guy, as it were. So um, you brought up raping of of, of men. Um, there's a there's at least one scene of this. There's a couple of them. Um, didn't particularly enjoy the scene mainly because the idea of anyone getting raped in any kind of a story is just not cool it's uncomfortable but uh, once again it's one of those things I could see someone getting power especially if they've been sexually oppressed uh, all of their lives you know being like well guess what now you get to see what I've had to deal with all my life so,
0: mm-hmm. um, it's just strange to think of like today, women have to worry about, you know, walking alone late at night, going to a bar and their drink getting spiked, uh, all of these, you know, crazy precautions we have to take just to exist and live our lives and and to think about the tables flipped and the men having to be the one worried about that because the women are stronger. I, I was thinking about that the whole time I was reading. And even now, sometimes I'm like, what would that be like? Like, isn't that just the craziest thing? And, and it just sucks that anybody has to think about that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, I, I guess by the time they wrote this novel, the people, you know, in 5000 years in the future, their society had kind of advanced to a point where men's rights were we're kind of where maybe women's rights are now like not quite that's equal what I, that's but that's what I was thinking but more yes. of a yeah more of a even playing field but they're still like subservient or whatever to the men or the women I don't know or at least maybe
2: I'm thinking maybe maybe 80s like yeah You know, women are definitely – they definitely have more rights and, you know, more job opportunities and stuff in the 80s than, like, say they had in the 70s and 60s. But they're still not Mm -hmm. on the playing – on as more of an even playing ground as we are for the most part. Yes, there are still a lot of issues, but it is what it is. They
0: were only making $0.50 to the dollar versus now $0.75 to the dollar. Right,
2: exactly. There you go, exactly. (laughs) So um, we do get introduced to another character. Um. In in the book, uh, Tatiana, her husband is the uh, president of um, Moldova, Moldova. Yeah, Yeah. Um, she ends up killing her husband and um, secretly. Now, that was the interesting thing is one of the things about this power uh, these women have is like if you turn it on full blast, like you can freaking fry someone. Uh, but if you do it very gently, it can, it's basically like, just like, okay, well, I'm going to short your heart out for just a couple of beats, just enough to give you a heart attack and you die. And all of a sudden you can't tell the difference between this and a heart attack. Um, which is interesting. So, so yeah, so she ends up becoming, uh, she ends up taking over, uh, Moldova and, um, the women just take over like they, they rule the entire country. So. um now here's another problem that I had with the book, so we've already talked about we get these these um these random occurrences in the book where it gives us like factual information oh, we found you know a cave painting showing you know mm-hmm. women you know and what looks like electricity coming from their hands, you know stuff like that, or you know just finding these random things, so we have this talking about her taking over the country we get one of those little things that you know interjects, and then the next thing it's like. Several years later, like we literally pick up several years later, and I'm like, Oh,
0: yeah, like they jump from year to year because when you start the book, it's 10 years before the cataclysm, and obviously they have to rush through it, but yeah, they do jump around a lot.
2: We at least, you know, half a decade later, just I just Mm -hmm. need those few words to let me know, okay, hey, we're a little further (laughs) ahead because we pick up and things have already like you know kind of hit the ground. Well, Um, I think they
0: count it down, they're like 10 years till the cataclysm. 5 years, 3 years. But yeah, if you don't oh, yeah, it takes it a while to figure out what that is. Like Yeah. Down down yeah, through.
2: once again, you're, you're you are absolutely right. I I forgot about that, and you're right. Now that I think about it, that would have made a lot more sense. no I probably would have enjoyed this book more if I had given it a second read. Uh, I just didn't have a chance to do that this month. Um, so let's see. Um The royal family. Okay. Uh so um the Royal Family is trying to oppose Tatiana. Uh Tunde goes to India to document uh you know the unrest and riots and stuff there. He almost gets raped by a woman, but he's saved by some other women. Um, Margot campaigns to be the governor of Wisconsin. She basically like she semi-shocks her opponent at one point when he's like running his mouth. And I'm like, Well, she just screwed herself. You know, well, this so is, this isn't gonna go the way she wanted to. And then but everyone's like, no she's she's got the power and she's not afraid to use it she's a strong woman let's vote for her
0: more about her i think we glossed over this is in her state that guy you know was kind of her boss because she was the mayor of a city um he had imposed like mandatory testing for women and if you had this power you couldn't work for the government and she managed to like suppress it the whole way yeah because it went up like 10 levels so it talks about how she's like internally fighting just to release and she doesn't so like she hit it up until she ran for governor and then accidentally blasted him or lost her temper but yeah um yeah she was kind of a snake i I wanted to like her in the beginning and then she ended up just being a total bitch i was just like oh
2: man yeah um (laughs) we'll come back around to that here in a minute um let's see um um
0: her daughter was a big played a big role in the book eventually yeah. too.
2: Yeah, her daughter her daughter does have a, a bigger role. Granted, it doesn't really say a, a lot of it in here. Um, Roxy. This was the most this was the most heartbreaking part. So she basically oh, yeah. finds out her father set up to kill her mother. Um and she ends up forcing him out. She ends up taking over this this crime syndicate. And um I thought it was interesting that they started Once again, this is something that totally makes sense to me, is uh, they start making a drug that um, helps women, like, basically amplify their ability, called glitter, which I'm like, right, whatever. Uh, (laughs) But, um, yeah, so she ends up taking over this, you know, taking over the the crime group, and she ends up, like, they end up capturing her and um, uh, perform surgery on her and remove (sighs) – that organ so that she skein. can no longer do that yeah um, okay
0: but roxy was like the most powerful of anyone we had been introduced to she had just like physical power mm-hmm. that matched um eve or, or ali's um i guess you'd call it like mental power you know because she understood how it worked and like the nuances but this girl was like she brute could force just like, yeah she could just blow something up with without losing any of her steam and so like she was i really liked her she had spunk she was sassy she was like didn't take any shit and what was most heartbreaking like you said was that it was her brother who had gone with her to like you know confront her dad Mm -hmm. um and kick him out and then it turns out he had been like lying to her and they were gonna leave her for dead and like you know take her skein which they were pretty sure would kill her and then put it in him
2: and put in him Just, exactly
0: oh so awful
2: yeah that was that was hard you're right of of all of the characters in here even though she was technically a mob boss I, <laughs> she was the I one i was rooting for the most which is kind of sad but
0: but uh, she has like a sense of right and wrong you could tell like when she yes. went after someone it was because they raped her brother or you know like when she was with tunde eventually uh she was horrified by the way they were treating people in these refugee camps. And she, I don't know. I think she was just a good person deep down, even though she was, she did kill people. (laughs) Yeah. So, so, um, later
2: on in the book, once again, we skip forward a few more years later. Uh, basically all of the women have come together and they're, um, they're, they're trying to, uh, uh, stop this, this, um, this uh, this uh, group that's trying to overthrow Tatiana, and at this point uh, we have Roxy, who at, at, she started off, you know, having her power, and then all this stuff happens to her, and she's like running around in the the backcountry, just trying to stay alive for quite a while. Um, the um, uh, what's her name? Allie ends up listening to the voice, and because Tatiana is acting kind of psycho, ends up killing her and taking over taking over the country um
0: she like mind controls her she figures out a way she's the only one again that can do this to to, like just by touching her she can make her nerves move and she had her kill herself mm -hmm. because she knew she was on camera so she couldn't do it herself yeah but that was crazy like that girl could do some shit
2: yeah, she's now, and we, we mentioned this earlier, so is the one that, she goes to this convent, she's with a bunch of other girls, uh, they all have the power as well, um, they all start building up their power, and she becomes a, a religious, you know, well, uh, it says a religious leader, but it's more like a cult leader, um, and she's putting out there that, you know, uh, if you really look at, you know, you know, biblical scripture, you know, women are supposed to be in charge and this is, this is how it should have always been. And we're just (laughs) stepping up to what it should be. And there are a lot of women drinking the Kool-Aid and she ends up. um, And you mentioned this earlier. She's the one that's figured out how to use her power to kind of heal people. And we have these, we have this at least one scene where it's like this huge congregation and people are being like, wheeled up to her in, in a wheelchair that cannot walk and she touches them and she activates the nerves so that they can walk again. And it says it may last a long time. It may be permanent. It may last a long time. It may only last long enough for this, you know, yeah. for this little, you know, dog and pony show, but it doesn't it's matter. It's a total
0: they, publicity stunt. Exactly.
2: Life. All that matters is that everyone now believes in her. And so she has a ton of power. Uh, and yeah, that's when she, she goes over to Moldova.
0: Yeah, did you, I'm sorry, did you mention that she renames herself Mother Eve at this, at some point, like, early on? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, like, when she's at the convent, and she initially starts getting these followers because she heals the girl with a seizure, uh, that's when, well, she'd already called herself Eve, because she changed her name for them, but they started calling her Mother Eve, because, you know, Eve in the Bible, and Mm -hmm. it was crazy how quickly and easily they were able to just twist Christianity To meet their needs, which is a big part of the reason I have issues with like organized religion, because people can just come in and say it, and they're persuasive enough. Like, yeah, you know, that's a new religion now. (laughs) Okay.
2: Um. Let's see here. We we do get a little bit more of Tunde. He's he's basically he decides he's going to go deep undercover and like almost he like gets in so much trouble. I'm just like, dude. Sorry, but if you die, like you kind of brought this on yourself. Like everyone was I telling, liked him, don't too. do this. I liked, I liked him too at first, that. but then he's like, "No, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go super deep and find out all this stuff." And everyone's like, "You're gonna get killed." Like yeah. that's all there is to it. Now, what really sucked is whenever he finds out that all the information he's been sending back, mm-hmm. uh, all of his story reports and stuff, the woman that he was sending him to to keep safe, she's basically. Um, mm-hmm. um, Putting him out there as that she wrote it. And so she's getting all the publicity. And in fact, at one point,
0: everyone thinks he's dead. Everyone
2: thinks he's dead. And, you know, he starts contacting people and they're like, this is not funny. This is not a joke. He's dead. Don't, don't be that dude. And so he's kind of left out in the middle of nowhere. And he ends up getting saved by, um, by Roxy, which was once again, one of her redeeming qualities. Um, Even though she doesn't have her ability anymore. Everyone like knows her. They still can kind of sense it of her, and no one's gonna challenge her. So when she's like, "No, you know, he's under my protection," that's the only thing that saved his ass. Um, yeah. Which let's so let's talk about some of the 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 stuff that was put in policy, uh, put into uh, effect. At one point in the book. Uh some rules are put in place that men are not supposed to be out without a woman They well, have this to have, is in
0: Moldova in
2: Moldova. they have to have a kind of a passport, but not they have to have papers they have to have papers and they have to say uh i'm um, sponsored by this particular woman, and if they don't have a sponsor like like you're in trouble,
0: yeah, for so, their own protection or for the protection of society
2: mm-hmm. oh. which
0: which right when that happens is when he decides because he's in the capital reporting and he's like well i'm just gonna he had the option to leave i'm just gonna keep trying to like you said go deeper and deeper and as he you know the weeks go on people are actually starting to enforce these things at first they're not so then he's like oh shit i can't even get a place you know something to eat or a place to charge my phone and then come to find out, like, two months later they had staged his death or something.
1: <laughs> like,
2: yeah.
0: So, oops.
2: Yeah, it's some of it is, is really crazy. Um, but the story basically starts to wrap up and uh, what's happened is, is like, like we said, Eve has um, Allie has uh, killed Tatiana. She's assumed control of the country and the voice in her head's basically telling her um. Yeah. The only way that this is going to go down, the only thing that you're, the only way you're going to make things right, is um, we basically have to set uh, humanity back to the Stone Age. But now, since women have this ability, they will come out as being, you know, the dominant sex, and so it's her goal to start essentially a, a world war, and that's the catastrophic event that they're talking about.
0: But it doesn't. So like Roxy comes and talks to her and then says don't do this this is crazy um and tells her to look into her biologic or her biological her um adopted foster parents from when she ran away and she ends up finding the lady and finding out that she's what 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 was she doing she was doing the same thing essentially she had been doing to Roxy or to mm-hmm. to Allie with other girls which was like she had her husband rape her basically as a child and her just the mother's justification was that this was for her own good she was teaching her a lesson um (laughs) Allie had ended up killing him yeah but uh yeah so then she's like oh shit like now this lady's doing this in my name and doesn't she kind of change her mind at the end
2: or i don't miss remembering that i I don't (laughs) think she does because let me see here um
0: Because the voice leaves her when she's like, no, I don't want to do what you want me to do. I don't know.
2: Ali eventually kills Tatiana and takes control of Moldova. She decides that the only way to ensure female supremacy in the world is to incite global warfare, thus blowing civilization back to the Stone Age. And forcing... No, I don't think she does. I, I, I don't remember her changing her mind, but like I said, I, I don't know.
0: I, I just remember that weird moment where she's like the voice leaves her. Because they get in a disagreement or something. But right. I don't know. I, I can't. I need to go back and re listen or something.
2: Um, well, and it does go over to um, the the new governor. And uh, we, we haven't really touched a lot on her. A uh, like you said, yeah, the senator. I'm sorry. Now. Um, now she- and so she's like, she starts off as a mayor. Like you said, she's trying to suppress her power. Her daughter has this power. She gets this idea to what if we um in, instead of fearing these young girls what if we start training them to use <laughs> their power and i'm like absolutely america. That's, that's a great idea let's let's train these let's train these girls to use their power to learn how to use it and so on and so forth
0: like and then
2: like you exactly except for like you said <laughs> it's america so hey how can we capitalize on this <laughs> so let's turn it into an agency and let's start Renting out these girls to basically go do, like, you know, espionage and, and assassination. Peacekeeping, Peacekeeping quote-unquote. You're exactly right. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, And then the book, like, like we said, the book ends with, you know, this, this conversation between uh, the man and the woman. And she's like, you know, you might want to use a, a woman's pen name because no one will take you serious otherwise. Um, oh,
0: we didn't talk about her daughter. Margo's daughter
2: okay so remind me more well, like
0: what happens in the end so her daughter Jocelyn is one of the first girls in this camp that she starts to train the girls but she has problems she can't always control her skein she can't always she doesn't always have power you know right. like sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't so she ends up becoming one of the soldiers that's stationed over in like southern Moldova oh,
2: that's right and, yeah
0: and goes to Eve in secret asking her to cure her She's she does, she thinks she's cured, and then like she wanders off by herself one day and just to like look around and ends up on the I think near the plant where Roxy's brother um mm-hmm. was was running things in her absence after they like she ran away and he approaches her and is like, I'm gonna show them these women, you know, what I can do. And he had been like training with this skein and finally felt confident enough to use it, and he attacks her. And she's fighting back and, like, actually doing well, but then her stops working, so she almost dies. And um, that's kind of what triggers the U.S. to, you know, or Margot to incite a nuclear war on our behalf because yeah. she's so pissed and, you know, everybody has nukes, so we're just going to bomb each other.
2: That's right. Everybody getting <laughs> in on this party. All right. Um, so, yeah, that is that is the that's the synopsis as it were. Um, let's talk about some of the ideas that are put forth in this. One of the things I did like about this book, um, which unfortunately, how can I put this? Um, it's very, it's, it's not, okay. So it it throws this idea that, okay, so all of a sudden these women have this power, how are they going to react, you know, act with it? I would like to think and my heart of hearts and most of them and <laughs> granted we're just following what five or six women in this book. Um, most of them are going to do what they feel is right. But unfortunately the most of the characters that we follow, um, take their power and take it to different extremes. So we have one that becomes a religious leader. We have one that, you know, well, a couple of them that go for political and, and, you know, for political power and try to start taking over, uh, governments and stuff uh we have one that takes over a crime syndicate Mm -hmm. and it's just like yeah women are human too like you're gonna have some that are gonna are gonna do the right thing and that's right humans suck
0: Uh, so i did like that if we had read a story about five regular people who just kept living their lives it wouldn't have been i guess very exciting book (laughs) well maybe I just started making my own electricity and that was, you know, the most, I don't know. <laughs> so I guess they had to pull the most exciting people. I, I thought it was an interesting take on like, you know, a lot of people think women are the the more compassionate sex and they're the, they're the ones that if we were in charge, you know, the world would be a different place because we would do this, this and this. And this story is kind of showing, no, actually, like we got to nuclear war in 10 years. <laughs> with women in charge and and i'm not saying that's you know gonna happen or whatever but it was just one of those things that makes you stop and think like oh yeah maybe maybe all humans just fucking suck i don't know
2: just like well i mean there's some theories out there that you know the high there's a hypothesis you've always heard that power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely and I've actually heard and, and read a lot of stuff that's like, well, maybe not, because if you look at the the majority of people who seek power already have this inherent thought process in them. They desire power. They want power. Mm-hmm. So it's it's mainly amplifying it, but it's not like it's it's not like it's changing them, it's just turning on something that was already there. Not always, I'm sure. You they can't say that's the rule for everyone. But, um, you know, it, like I said, that was one of the things I did like about the book in that it was – it because it, I didn't want this Pollyanna view of, oh, look, women now have all the power. And, look, we fixed everything because men suck. And yeah. you know what I'm saying? And to me, I would have just been like, no, this doesn't make sense because I, yeah. I know a lot of women who are backhanded and – just i don't trust at all just like i know a lot of men in the same way and it's just like it doesn't matter what sex you are like we said some there are a lot of humans that just suck
0: well (laughs) it goes back to i mean think about modern day you know physically men are considered stronger because the way they're built they have different muscles than we do blah 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 so you think about, you know, men are expected to control that strength and not abuse it and not, you know, go out attacking women all the time. So when the s- tables are flipped, you would expect, okay, just because women now have this power, you still have to be a decent human. You can't just go out shocking people because it's fun, just like men can't go out punching people, be- you know? So like, exactly. Yeah. I guess that's what you're, you, you go into it thinking, okay, yeah, like, we're going to do the same thing that we expect and it's not quite what you get, <laughs> but in the everyday person, I'm sure it is.
2: Just and that's what I'm saying. In the everyday person, I think it would be, you know, like I said, we, we, like you said, to get this to be exciting, entertaining, we look for the extreme versions. Um, but the average, the average woman, I'm like, like, okay. So if, for example, if this actually happened, I'm not going to be worried at all. In fact, I'm gonna be like, Hey, Talk to my wife. Is there any way you can generate enough power we don't have to pay for an electrical bill anymore? <laughs> like, that's going to be my thought process. I'm not going to be worried. Can power my 3D printer? <laughs> exactly. I'm not going to be worried about constantly being attacked because, you know, most people, I think, are pretty decent. Now, but it would be, it's the same thing as, you know, yeah, if if this were to happen, if I saw a group of rough-looking women walking around, it would, I'd treat them the same way I would group of rough looking dudes it'd be like are they going to jump me are they going to try to rob me yeah. what's going on here so i um, think it'd be
0: kind of cool to have force lightning come out uh, your yes that is one of the
2: best freaking powers ever
0: i wouldn't go around just like arbitrarily shocking people either
2: um yes as much as i like i i definitely feel the call of being a jedi force lightning is fucking <laughs> badass hey, that's all there is Yoda
0: to it had that shit so Yoda uh
2: hat. so mandy oh you've heard us talk about the story you've heard us talk about some of the ideas and stuff in it um we any impressions
0: <laughs> yeah we did Jumped skip a lot, a lot
2: but we've got the high points yeah any thoughts oh we can't hear you is she there oh thanks you muted
1: Uh
2: oh
1: sorry i muted i was typing it's uh, all good It sounds like there's a lot of drama, interpersonal drama. Uh, I thought it was going to be, I don't know, bigger. I don't know. I guess it is, but um, it'd be better off if I read it. Yeah, I can't really uh, pick up much from what y'all have been saying, but I'm going to finish it, and then I'll have thoughts. Okay.
0: (laughs) It is crazy to think how just, like, a handful of people can change the course of the world because we followed five people and really out of those, maybe two or three had the biggest impact, but mm-hmm. you can literally end the world with two or three egos that just.
2: If they're on, if they're on the right if they're in the right yeah. places with, the, uh, with enough power. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah.
0: So and one more thing that I thought was weird But kind of funny um, at the end when Roxy ends up, like, back hanging out with her dad who tried to kill her and killed her mom and got two of her brothers killed. (laughs) Yes. They're just hanging out on the back porch, and he's, like, excited when she mentions that she met someone, Tunde, and he's like, grandkids? And and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, what's wrong with this family?
2: (laughs) Exactly. I thought that was weird as hell, too.
0: And she's just like, I guess she's just like, well, you know, we've both tried to kill each other. Now we may as well just watch the world end, <laughs> which is essentially what they do. But I am I am curious as to how humanity survived through that. You know, like apparently it destroys everything. And it wipes out every electronic record because of the nuclear fallout or whatever. But, you know, I would have been interested to see, like, how did they rebuild and get to that point 5,000 years in the future where there's a men's writing association and and women are telling men it's cute that they write stories about men and gangs and, you know, the thought of men ever having been soldiers. Oh, that's so funny. You know, like
2: (laughs) But see that. That was my question. Or that was one of the things that did sit a little weird. I'm like, okay, so how did, okay. If we wipe out all the electronic records, fine. Did we literally nuke everything? So that like, every book, every record, every everything was gone, but we still managed to survive. I don't think we can get well, to that point and us still survive.
0: Well, I think that they they still had a lot of books and stuff, but like um they did talk a little bit about how the the monks rewrote a lot of them over mm-hmm. the years, which is kind of what's happened since, you yeah. know, 0 BC or you know, 0 AD. See, I would have liked, you know? I would have
2: liked some more information after the cataclysm. Like, I would have yeah. liked a little bit more of, like, you know, hey, we found, we found records of, you know, there were there was a long period of time where specifically, uh, some, you know, queen or whatever, basically set out over Europe to destroy oh, any, any and all historical yeah. records. That would help happening. sell this. Yeah, I could see it happening. It would, and it would have definitely helped sell this idea that. We nuked ourselves back to the Stone Age, managed to survive, but we mm-hmm. lost all the records. So,
0: But it makes, it makes it make more sense why they had all those random artifacts throughout the story. Yeah. Because then it's showing, okay, so they did find some things. This is how they pieced it together. Um, even though some of them, I think, were even before our time. You know, that yes. might have gone back to the real Stone Age. But uh, they... I guess they had, they figured out carbon dating or they knew, but he even said like, oh, they found um, statues buried in the rubble of of male warriors or something, which I'm assuming is, you know, like Greek or Mm -hmm. some of our modern day stuff. So I I just thought that was neat how, yeah, like you said, history can be erased pretty easily or rewritten. I mean, we see it happening all the time, which is, yeah.
2: yep. Which I was (laughs) thinking about 1984 today for whatever Mm. reason. And I was like, you know, that's the really, that's honestly the scariest part of that book is not, Oh yeah. It's not the government watching everything and everyone. It's the ease in which, uh, facts and history can be erased and wiped out. So Mm -hmm. not that I'm going to walk into an English class and, you know, (laughs) you know, give a lecture on it or whatever. So, but anyway, um,
0: anything else anyone want to add? I think that that covered it. I thought it was um, an interesting, different take on just feminism, you know, and and, um, I really did think like a lot outside of actually listening to the book, just like, isn't it crazy that I'm still questioning what they're saying? Like how pervasive that mindset is that, no, the woman's not the one that does that, or that's not right. Why would, you know, why would you?
1: treat a, a man, man that way inherent, inherent bias exam uh quiz the harvard inherent bias implicit bias Mm-mm. um it's supposed to uncover your like subconscious prejudices and it turns out i'm like super biased against women
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: interesting you may have to send Great. that
1: to us yeah because <laughs> you just in- internalize it so much
2: yeah. See, it's funny. I had some of those moments, but for me, I, I think once I argument once I figured out and had the mindset of, okay, this is to, this book is to see how women are going, if given the power, are go- basically going to do the exact same bullshit that men are going <laughs> to do. So for me, every time something like this flipped, th- I think my main thing was like, oh, why, why did y'all have to be stupid? <laughs> Why couldn't y'all have been a better person? But it 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 was just but, like, well, okay, yep. Well, Google I women's think, gonna run down a guy in the street and raping. That's.
0: I think the women that read this are are definitely thinking in terms of, yep, I know exactly what that feels like, and it sucks, and I empathize with that person. Or you know what, they got what they deserved in the case of like the, you know the the, sex camp runners. Um, mm-hmm. but like. But yeah, I just every time something happened, it was it was crazy how quick my mind was like, that's wrong. That's an error. Just because even though I am like all about women's rights, there's still a part of me, unfortunately, that's like, you know, this is the way the world is. And it's just weird if you see anything different happening. And yeah, it challenged that for sure, which was a good thing, I think. So.
2: No, I agree. That's it's definitely a, a good thing that comes out of this book is that it it is, it is challenging to see. Um I, Like I said, I was I was not that I like. And once again, I'm I'm glad yeah. we didn't get the Pollyanna view of oh hey everything's <laughs> perfect. Women would have completely you know fixed everything. But you know, on the other hand, it's like could not we have at least seen a couple of women that were like,
1: <laughs> <Julia>. you know. <laughs>
2: yeah walking like you know shocking the hell out of these other these you know uh uh, bandits or whatever and like and saving people and
0: that's because we're like avengers fans and you know we're into the superhero culture so we that's what we (laughs) want to see there
2: you go maybe maybe that's Iron Man
0: and 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 captain america to show up or captain marvel in this case show up and like do some good shit instead of like using their powers for evil
2: exactly so, <laughs> um, well, that is it for our conversation on the power. Um, I believe we voted right before the show, uh, to see what our next book is going to be. And, uh, as of right now, as it stands, it's going to be, uh, for the wind by Corey Doctorow. Um, so did you uh, we'll find be...
0: that on audio. I
2: found a, it's a different site. It's not audible. Uh, apparently there's a month free trial, wow. so I'll probably <laughs> Probably sign up for the month-free trial, get the book, and uh, bounce out of that one. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, what was funny is, is I, of course, everything that I listen to or everything that we review on this show, I, I do audiobook-wise. And I looked up the book, and the only version available on Audible is in <laughs> German. And I'm like, oh.
0: this is not going to work. <laughs> well, when you sent that message, I was like, Eugene, you could just read it like – a barbarian There's,
2: there is <laughs> you know, like... no way i would be number one i have barely enough time to do this stuff that i get done uh but in the month of december there is no way that's yeah. gonna happen well
0: that's why i was like why don't we flip it and if if that's the only option we could do it another month but well, like i said like... i
2: i think i figured out a way to to, to listen to it so well, here's well. the funny thing i thought for sure both chris and ray were gonna vote for uh your own book um, no, uh, for, yeah, for, um, the Scott Meyer book, because they're listening to it right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, she so, voted for a different one than him, but anyways, we can always just listen to that one next month. Yeah. So read
2: it, read it. Um Read it. Um, so yes, that is going to be our book for, for next month as it stands. If anything does change, uh, all as always, uh, check epically geeky on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. I will post saying, Hey, we changed the book. Or decide on something else or whatever. But for right now, that's that's what it stands at. Uh, speaking of epicallygeeky.com, we had a site update. So we've got a new site. It's uh, a lot cleaner, a lot more modern looking. It's a lot slicker as well. Um, that's so, so, <laughs> <laughs> so in the future in this book, should they have been saying that's what he said? Oh, or... uh,
0: yeah. Um, I say that times, anyways.
2: Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So if you haven't checked out our site in quite a while, go check it out. Just go take a look, you know, uh, look around, check out all the shows that we do have available. Uh, and, of course, there are links on there to uh, EGX Epically Geeky Expo, uh, which is coming up here in about five months. So um, if you're in the central Texas area, go ahead and start planning. No, it's, it's fine. It's going to be okay, Jen. It's be okay. Uh, I'm
1: not ready. <laughs> uh,
2: with that, let's go ahead and talk about has anyone been reading anything else?
0: Um, I started listening to The Book of Mythicality by Rhett and Link, who are, you know, YouTube stars. Oh, okay, yeah. Stars. They're really funny. They've done some of those epic rap battles. I don't know if they do all of them, but they've.
2: They have done, done a like, few.
0: Yeah. Which and epic they're really rap battles funny. is
2: coming back, and I'm so excited. So. <laughs>
0: I know. That's what made me think of But yeah, uh, funny, and my aunt turned me on to them. They've. They've got this whole mythical community. That's their thing, and so I'm listening to it, and it's hilarious. I'm like halfway through, maybe. So, if you oh. like comedy, if you like stupid humor, stupid intelligent humor, if that makes sense, you know, kind of like John Stewart esque level. Okay, satire send
2: film, me yeah. send me that in the in the back channel because I've I've got yeah. another Audible credit, and I'm trying to. I'm right now in okay. a comedy mood, so okay. that would actually probably be perfect to listen to. That it.
0: might be a good book for us to do eventually cuz it's it's you know kind of geeky but it's it's more pop culture I guess but it's funny. It's, mm-hmm. it's entertaining and light so maybe after we read a really dark book again <laughs> we can listen to that. That's we all I see.
2: see Yeah. Uh Mandy, have you been reading anything else or have you been too busy uh, grading stuff?
1: <laughs> uh, I've been reading terrible student essays. That's what I've been. <laughs> uh <laughs> No, I'm a uh, relax plagiarized people, God, oh my God, like half of them seriously um <laughs> you'll get caught, don't do it um, yep. <laughs> uh Michelle Obama's book, which I'm loving um I
0: have to start
1: that I can see why it's the best seller of the year or whatever already
0: in like two weeks, right or. Yeah. Something. I mean, oh. people,
1: yeah, um, and then I read this book, Dumplin', because the movie's about to come out, and I've been meaning to get to it for years, but it was so cute, um, it's about this, part um, of it, huh, you've heard of it, I've heard of it, what is it about, sorry, um, she's like a, a plus-size girl whose mom was a beauty queen, and she enters the pageant, and it's so small town Texas, it's just, it's good,
0: Jennifer and for Anderson's the mom, right, for Anderson is the mom, yeah. And she's like this super country or, or southern, you know, like hair higher. It is so Texas God,
1: like, it's just spot on. Like, wow, were
0: hilarious. Yeah, it was. I think it was it's on a good. Netflix movie, right? Or yes, something.
1: and I thought it was going to be on Netflix, but I think it's actually coming out in theaters. Um, oh. But it was it was funny and cute and just a quick read. It's for young adults, um, so uh, that was a nice, yeah, palate cleanser.
2: <laughs> good deal. Um. It out the only thing I got read, hold on, I've got to double check it. Um, which was this one? This was, um, it was, it's book five in the play to live series by D Roos, uh, called the battle. I actually downloaded the sixth book, uh, just bought the credit for it tonight. So I can finish that series. It is not something I will recommend to this group. It is, (laughs) um, it's gone from where it started. It's, Ended up really kind of far away, uh, but I'm like, nope, I'm gonna finish the series just because I have to f- see how this ends. Uh, I'm not <laughs> extremely looking forward to it. So too far in <laughs> that—that's right. I've I've just got to. I'm, I'm to the last book. I have to finish the last book. Um, that's why when you talk about the the Rhett Link book, I'm like, oh, good. So I might have something like happy and joyful to listen yeah. to after that. So, uh, yeah, that may be what I end up doing. So, um. Well, that is it for our show, ladies and gentlemen. If you would, please give us a, a follow on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Epically Geeky. Once again, check out the site epicallygeeky.com, and you can follow us on social media as well. Jennifer, where can we find you online?
0: You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Hets Gonna Be Me, <laughs> and on Sustainably Geeky, the newest podcast um, under the Epically Geeky umbrella. We are the podcast for the everyday environmentalist and we've got our first five episodes out um we'll be recording another one this week and we'll have a new one out for you soon so check us out
2: mandy where can we find you online
0: uh
1: the business instagram is clover press books and the personal twitter where i do get political so don't follow me if you can't handle it uh, (laughs) is mandy joe shelton
0: that's my facebook page good deal (laughs)
1: uh (laughs) (laughs) And you
2: can follow my individual Wacky Adventures online at Optimus Gene on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For everyone on the site, have a good night.